and welcome back to the Manchester Weekly from the Mill. I'm Molly Simpson, one of the staff writers here, and I'm joined today by my colleague Jack Dalhanty. Jack, how's it going? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very well, yeah. Good to be back. Yeah. So today we're discussing Rochdale, one of the most divisive and heavily publicised by-elections in recent years. Yeah, uh, it's kind of devolved into chaos this past week, hasn't it, basically? Absolutely. Uh, and it was a pretty divisive one anyway. I think, like, well, when we were writing about the Labour selection for the candidate, which was Azhar Ali, who people will know by now, he was disowned by Labour early in the week for anti-Semitic comments that he made in a local Labour meeting um, last October. Even in the build-up then, we were like, it's interesting how many people want to be Rochdale's MP, given mm. it's very fraught past, it's complicated. Mm. It's it's just a very tricky seat. I know it's a, understood to be a safe Labour seat, but it doesn't mean that it is an easy seat to have once you've got it. But yeah, I mean, there was already apprehension about Ali once he began his campaign, he was getting like hounded out of takeaways and stuff. And then mm. this happened and it's just completely, it's become like open season basically now. Yeah, that's the background. It was already a very difficult campaign, but this week has completely changed the the energy around it. Mm. Uh, let's listen to some of the coverage the Rochdale by-election has had in, in national media and on the BBC and in the podcast, the news agents. Further information came to light yesterday calling for decisive action. So I took decisive action. What on earth is going on in the race to be the next Rochdale MP? And how will it affect Starmer's leadership? Labour's withdrawn its support for the party's candidate in the Rochdale by-election. It's after more comments came to light, apparently made by Azir Ali, about Israel and Jewish people. This is shaping up to be the weirdest, most unusual, most volatile or unpredictable by-election that we've seen in years, possibly in modern history. So that was Labour leader Keir Starmer, Emily Maitlis from the podcast The News Agents and the BBC responding to the news from the Rochdale by-election. Like Jack said, it's descended into chaos this week after Labour's candidate Azar Ali was disowned by the party for peddling a conspiracy theory. Ali told a local party meeting that Israel had allowed civilians to be killed in the October 7th attack by Hamas to justify a retaliation in Gaza. The party originally backed him and said he understood the offence he caused and had made a full apology. But then more evidence of Ali repeating anti-Semitic tropes, this time alluding to Jewish people in the media, were discovered, and Labour has now withdrawn its support. Labour being out of the contest means candidates like George Galloway, the long-time thorn in Labour side and critic of Israel, and the town's former MP Simon Danjuk, have a better chance of winning the seat. But there's a feeling locally that the by-election and its candidates have lost sight of the local issues actually affecting Rochdale. So Jack, you visited Rochdale the day after Ali's ousting. What sort of thing did you find there? A lot of journalists, <laughs> a lot of media. It seems that, you know, you mentioned there, it sparked a complete national media storm. There's pieces in the Times, there's pieces all over the place about what's gone on with this by-election. So yeah, it was it was basically just like lots of photographers standing outside of Labour's like shuttered campaign offices, getting a picture that just like neatly sums up what's happened. There was a lot of sort of disillusionment. I was in the Regal Moon, which is the Weatherspoons in like the centre of town. You know, a few of the people I spoke to were just like, I don't think we're going to vote for anyone. Mm. A few people kind of like, it just feels as though Rochdale is an area where there's a real sense of like opportunism. Like you can just sort of come in and get a seat. And that's sort of, I mean, there was already stuff like that being discussed when we were looking at who was going to be selected for the Labour candidacy because you had like people like Paul Waugh who are you know, journalists at the eye, or even Azhar Ali was coming from 
Lancashire County Council. There was local people who were going for it as well, but it was just this feeling of like, Rochdale's a bit of a safe seat, you can almost field anyone there. And the sense that Labour had taken Rochdale for granted is a kind of long-standing feeling. So there's a lot of that. Then I was also bumping into the local independent candidates, like so there's Billy Howarth, who runs Parents Against Grooming, which is a charity based in Rochdale, which is, as you could imagine, all against sort of child sexual abuse, supporting victims. They have huge problems with the council and still feel that the people who helped or were sort of complicit in those issues over the past few years are still in the council and he's literally running on the ticket of holding those people to account and getting them out of the council. And There's all these sort of individuals who are running on very individual policies so like now with George Galloway as we'll probably get back around to talking mostly about Gaza so yeah there was Billy there was another guy who was a reverend called Mike Coleman and he was again just running on very standard local issues but now we see that this story is going national and beyond really because of the way that George Galloway is campaigning there and also to a lesser extent Simon Dancer. I think the interesting thing and what people should find most interesting is when this first started you had like whispers that George Galloway might get involved. No one really expected Dancer as far as I was aware. But they were always discussed as like these fringish figures, like spectres who might get involved. And then in literally like forty eight hours they've gone from these sort of sideshow acts to the stars of the show themselves and they're like these are the two favourites. Well, Galloway's a favourite. Dan took less so. But that's pretty interesting, I thought. Two, la- two ex-Labour people as well, which is mm. interesting. That is interesting. And you have actually spoken to one of these stars. Um, you spoke to George Galloway this week. Take us behind the scenes of that interview. Tell us a bit more about what he told you. Yeah, so Galloway's in like this... He's, he's like commandeered a Suzuki garage in just outside of Rochdale Town Centre. And it was actually the owner of the garage rang him after the death of Tony Lloyd to ask him to come and run in Rochdale because the community wanted him there. Wow. Um, so he accepted. You think he was on holiday or he was overseas with his family, George Galloway, who's nearly 70, by the way, and left his wife and kids there to come back to Rochdale. I say come back, he's not from there, but to come to Rochdale and um, mount this campaign in the space of two-ish weeks. We said when he got there, there was already a campaign there, basically. He just had to sort of step into it. Wow. Um, so, like, there is... What a claim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is obviously um, a real strength of feeling in parts of Rochdale for this guy to get in. And obviously, the thinking is, is that the original thinking was when Ali was still running is that Galloway would have squeezed the Muslim vote because he would have ran on the single issue that was the Gaza conflict. Dan Shook, when he announced that he was running, would have been more in the white working class areas. But even still, there was still apprehension about Ali because his... Again, as I say, he was finding himself like being followed around by journalists from the Five Pillars, which is the Muslim website, um, finding himself being shouted at by locals and all this sort of thing. It was general anti-Labour sentiment in Rochdale that kind of was causing issues. But there was still a sense that, you know, it's a party machine. These independents will struggle to sort of counteract the waves of local activists that Greater Manchester can sort of bring forth into these places for by-elections. But then, now that he's gone, that's just sort of gone by the wayside. Um, but yeah, Galloway's really interesting, set up in this garage. Um, I think what I asked him when I was with him was a few things around, you know, does he feel as though his absolute laser focus on Gaza is pulling away from local issues? So obviously in Rochdale, there's stuff like bad housing, poverty, mould, which we've um, mm. reported on loads. 
and he just denied it but his answer was like you know like look at these policies that i've got and they were like potholes and wanting to bring back like youth clubs and and i was to me it just felt a bit disingenuous because it was like like anyone who ran for mp could say those things very bread and butter yeah exactly it's not hard to come up with necessarily and when you are handing out you know campaign material that is basically just your face and the Palestinian flag you can't say that that's not the main thing that you're running on Mm. and that's not the thing that will get you into parliament should it get you into parliament later Mm. on this month um but I also asked him where he was at the time uh that he found out that Ali had been had sort of the rug pulled from under him and that was quite interesting he talked about like well actually I think I should probably have the audio from that so we could play that now by the time I got to my next engagement, which was a house meeting, everyone was agog watching the television as the news yes. broke. Uh, so it's a day, it's a meeting, it's a house meeting I will never forget. It's the day that changed everything. So that was George Galloway speaking to our reporter, Jack Hanty. It's true that it changed everything, but whether it has changed things for the better, that depends on who you ask. Yeah, so like local Labour councillors I've spoken to, so there's like a blanket ban of speaking to the press there. I think it's just sort of been sent out en masse just to say like, don't speak to these people about this stuff. But there was a feeling that, you know, very disheartening for people who are working in the Labour Council at the minute who also have like a local election coming up and now it's going to be all these questions surrounding Labour generally in Rochdale and then you're going to be running on a local ticket and that's not great. People like um, Andy Kelly who's the local Lib Dem leader was talking about how you know there's still huge issues in Rochdale around like the cost of living, polluted waterways, uh, people really just struggling to make a living, a lack of jobs and all of that stuff just seems to be going by the wayside in this by-election and that it's not very good tidings because like he he made the point that he was like after this sort of two-week circus is over and all the campaigning's done and basically someone's become an MP all those issues will still be there and so will all those councillors and they'll still have to figure out a way of dealing with it on a day-to-day basis and that you what you need in that situation is someone who you know well just stable leadership which Rochdale hasn't had in far too long you also need like someone who's just uncontroversial steady has the area's best interest at heart and I think for a lot of people Galloway isn't that because obviously his interest lies with well depends again who you ask like I spoke to a guy a butcher called Ahmed who's Syrian and when I asked him about the by-election the first thing he did was pull out Galloway's campaign material a big fold-out poster and he was like, if I vote for anyone, I'm going to vote for this guy. Mm. And he was like, he fully didn't know who he was up until the point that he got the campaign stuff. But he still decided that that's who we'll vote for because it was a feeling that no one else is taking this chance to stand up for Gaza and for the Muslim people. This guy's saying that he will. So therefore, it's in my interest to vote for him. Because it's something that's so close. I mean, the Gaza conflict is just an entirely different thing in terms of a war because of the pictures that are coming out of it it's being mm. streamed onto everyone's phone constantly mm. there's huge amount i mean there's been massive amounts of mobilization and activism around palestine for years obviously decades but the sort of way that it's shared and the way that people consume it just means that it's very available in people's heads and it's yeah. um it's very close to people's hearts as i say so if someone can come on a single issue and just say if you vote for me i will back a ceasefire or voting for me is the way to send a message to Keir Starmer that what he's doing is wrong and you know if you're disaffected by all of that yeah you will feel drawn to vote for him and that's exactly what people are saying there but 
it's quite nicely tied up by this quote. I was speaking to someone who worked in Rochdale politics for years and is not involved in it anymore. They basically said, Rochdale, if you're an MP who wants to really make a difference and you want to be able to, like, deal with real local issues and all that sort of thing, and, you know, like, if there was a place that could be made better and you could really have an effect, Rochdale's, like, the place to go. He said, but the issue is is that it just seems like the wrong people keep going for it. Mm. And I think that, again, with this by-election, that hasn't changed. That cycle will seem to be continuing. Absolutely. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Any listeners of our podcast who haven't yet found us online, we are available at manchestermail.co.uk where you can read our journalism. We publish four times a week uh, or long-form in-depth articles examining the issues that matter to you in Greater Manchester. And if you take out a paid subscription, uh, you'll be able to read Jack's long read on Rochdale and the by-election in full. Uh, It's just manchestermail.co.uk forward slash subscribe. For now, thanks very much for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you.